Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. So for the last six weeks, we've been um, wrestling with and walking through the Gospel of Mark. And, and I hope and pray that you've been uh, doing the, the daily readings because if you haven't noticed, if you're doing them, you'll notice that uh, you'll see some things that you've never seen before. Or maybe something you didn't notice before. Maybe the Spirit uh, tugs on your heart and, and lifts up something in you. And I hope that as you're making this journey through this Gospel that in some way, shape, or form, your life were touched and changed. We've only got one more week left, so you've, you know, you're not that far behind. You're only 14 chapters behind if you're just now starting this week. But I could tell you, you could read them by next Sunday. It's that quick of a read. You could finish the whole gospel in a week. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible, mostly because in this book, Jesus doesn't mess around. He doesn't just stay in one place and, and hangs out and like, hey, I'm Jesus, everybody. This is, I'm, I'm real cool. Just, just come and get to know me. He models a life in the faith that I think that if we pay close attention to, our lives can be shaped and transformed if we allow ourselves to pay attention to how God may be speaking to us. So let's listen to God's word today. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious God, I pray that as the scripture is read, that those words penetrate our hearts and open our ears and make us ready to serve you. So Lord, be with us in this time, in this space. You were already here this morning. You were here before I opened the door to, to come in to get ready. You were here even way before that. And you'll always be with us. And every step and every breath that we take. In your name we pray. Amen. The scripture lesson for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Listen to these words. People were bringing their children to Jesus so that he would bless them. But the disciples scolded them. When Jesus saw this, he grew angry with them and said, Allow the children to come to me. Don't forbid them, because God's kingdom belongs to people like these children. I assure you that whoever doesn't welcome God's kingdom like a child will never enter it. Then he hugged the children and blessed them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Mother Teresa, when she was faced with a question about how she could make an impact on Calcutta's 3,000 slummed refugees pouring in daily, she responded, I don't think the way you think. I do not add up. I only subtract from the total dying. What she was doing there is instead of looking at the need and the want and, and the influx of, of refugees and the chaos, she was looking at the impact that she was making and helping people not die who were in the slums. That was something that Mother Teresa was known for. She was helping people uh, be comforted and loved on and cared for. And I like the way that she thought of that. She didn't look at the bigger picture and say, oh my gosh, I'm being overwhelmed. 3,000 people a day of refugees coming in who are seeking shelter and, and basic needs. She looked at it from a different perspective. When we see the scripture reading today, we notice 
that the disciples have another problem. In Mark's gospel, the disciples, I, didn't, I don't like when my professor said this, because now after many years of reflecting on this, I don't think the disciples were dumb. I had a professor tell me that the disciples were stupid and they didn't understand what was going on. I don't think they were dumb. I think they had the right belief in mind. I think what they were trying to do in this moment was keep Jesus from being overwhelmed. They, they understood who Jesus was. They, they, they had the belief in mind. They, they understood, but the practice was a little off. The practice of the faith wasn't exactly what Jesus had in mind. It's not that I said this last week, the disciples had the right belief, but they didn't have the right practice. I'll give you a big, what I call my $90,000 seminary education, will tell you. A good word that I learned in seminary, there's orthodoxy, right belief, and orthopraxy, right practice. I believe that you have to have the balance of both. You have to understand belief before you can practice. And you can have to have practice before you understand the belief. They, they go hand in hand. You could flip them, if you're an equation person, you could flip them and they can work towards transformation. We have to have both. We have to have right belief and right practice. We can't have too much of the other. Because if we have too much belief, then we pigeonhole ourselves and we become like the disciples and we become cantankerous and, and we put up barriers and walls and, and other things that keep people out. We become stumbling blocks, as Paul says. We create these rules and systems that, that just, to me, are mind-blowing because that's not how Jesus was. Jesus practiced a faith so people could see it. He didn't just stand on the mountain for his three years of ministry and preach day in and day out the same sermon every day. He went out and modeled it. And so in this scripture reading today, this is, this is one of my favorite scriptures too, because we have these disciples who are trying to be gatekeepers for Jesus. They're trying to be his bouncers. They think what they're doing is right. And, and Jesus is like, no, no, you guys got it wrong. Like, these are children. Bring them to me. I love children. But I want to look at it a bigger, 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 open our eyes a little bit more. If this were today, Jesus would be welcoming everybody. And I think sometimes the church acts like the disciples and keeps people out. I think sometimes we have, we have these things and these situations that, that cause people to stumble in the fall. And instead of being like Christ and loving on them and caring for them, we act like the disciples and push them away. Church, it's not you. That's not who you are, okay? And I say that because of what happened yesterday. If there was one thing that Max reiterated over and over to me every time I would talk to him, even in his message to the congregation yesterday in the funeral, was how great we were as a church that opened and loved on them. And they weren't even, and they weren't even members. You're doing good. You're letting people in. You're loving on them. You're caring for them. And that's who we're called to be. And so now we have to broaden our reach and broaden our horizons and, and look around because there are people that we see day in and day out that need this love. And you have what it takes to help grow this church. You have what it takes to grow this church. I believe that because you do the one thing I think that is necessary 
for church growth. You love without stumbling blocks. You love letting people in. You love and you don't look at people and and you don't judge people. And yes, we do have some of that. And some of us do. It happens. It's human nature. But I hope you understand this. God never gave us the authority to be the final judge. That's Jesus' job. Let's give that one to him. Let's be loving disciples that let go of our hate and anger and give that to Jesus. Because when we do that, he blesses us and sends us on our way to be a light for the world. And I think far too often we we get caught up in, in our own things and what we want. And we don't realize that God calls us to this bigger picture, to be a part of a bigger thing than just what we want. If we set ourselves aside and take in Jesus and live a life of love, could you imagine what this town would look like? And that's just this town. If we made an impact here, just imagine what that might do to Cherokee County, what that might do to Oklahoma, what that might do to the world, because you are spreading God's love. It's, I was told one time it's like the flu, God's love is like the flu. You, you, you want people to have that. That's the good stuff. That's who we are. That's who Jesus initially wanted us to be. Don't be like the disciples in this story and push people away. There are people who need Jesus. And you have what it takes. Don't sell yourself short. Don't say, I don't have what it takes to, to, to be, uh, bring people to Christ. Yes, you do. Because God created you in God's image and gave you a special call to live out into the world, to show what God's love looks like. I was thinking yesterday as um, I was dancing in, in, the, in, our, in our powwow with with my sisters and, and watching my nieces in front of me, my nieces and my nephew in front of me, that's not something that they learned. They were taught by me and my sisters and my grandfather who has since passed on and, and his father before him. And, and this is a tradition that we hand on in love and care for another. How else are we going to get people to understand who we are than sharing who we are and showing people what faith looks like? Because you can talk to them until they're blue in the face. And they're not going to understand until they see you practicing it. So in this story today, there's a lesson here for us. How are you showing God's love? Are you being a gatekeeper? Or are you being like Jesus and say, let them come? But let me caution you. (laughs) When you act like Jesus, you will be pushed. But know you're not alone. God is with you in every step and every breath that you take. And God loves you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. So go forth 
wherever you're going this week, whether you're going to New Day Camp or you're going to be here this week helping and serving uh, and whatever it is we've got going on from Feed My Sheep to all the other things that we've got going on here at the church, or you're serving in your ministries out in the world, give them Jesus and let them in. Your life will be touched and changed. Your belief will be deepened. And your faith will be strengthened. You're not alone. So let them in. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Year Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at TahlequahUMC.org.